listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. Podcasting to you from the cloudy forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I, for one, am glad that Andrew's wife brought him some lunch this afternoon. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And being one of three people that did show up for this episode, I'm Andrew Hoffman. <laughs> Wait, no, you're one of three that did. So, did no, what one of two that two that three that one did? Of, one of Three two. that were supposed to, one of two that did. So this is, you know. It's, so do I, do, should I be here or do I, can I go? You should definitely be here. Okay. There would be no show without you, Tim. <laughs> you know, you know from someone who asks what app when I'm supposed to be using a VPN. This this broadcast would not happen without you. So. <laughs> Um, I apologize. I'm, I always, I call myself retarded, but I'm like mildly ADD slash autistic. So actually massively ADD, mildly autistic, but sometimes I just, uh, sometimes I'm rude. So I do apologize. No, I, I deserved it. And that story does have a happy ending because... I can now watch Will's videos on BitChute. So. BitChute, the greatest platform in the <laughs> history of mankind. It's totally inaccessible. What? It was totally inaccessible to someone with my IP address. So yeah, now it's, it's now it's fixed. I, I don't remember how I knew that you should use a VPN. I feel like I may have run into the same issue with BitChute before. Because I use a VPN on my phone and it didn't like my last one. And so I, I literally turned it off and then turned it back on, but like chose a different country. Mm-hmm. And boom, I was able to and watch boom, it. So it I don't yeah, know if it's was, tracking or what, but it's a it's a weird, I it's changed, a weird platform. I changed DNS. I allowed cookies. I did everything that they said to do. Nothing worked. And Tim says try a vpn and vpn worked perfect perfect so when you're i don't know if anyone else has the same problem or if it's unique to my internet service provider Uh, but if you do there's a there's a tip there you go there you go well uh bitshoot kind of the uh the new alternative odyssey of course library of course and then Rumble, which I believe from my personal experience, the only videos on Rumble contain Stu Peters. So, you know, there's all those different things. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but but not really. So anyway. Yeah, well, well I, I believe there's concerns about Rumble from a like too much Google involvement, uh, too much potential for future censorship. They haven't been bad yet, but uh, probably not a long term long-term plan there oh, but bit shoot uh 
you know, the only thing censoring BitChute is BitChute itself <laughs> not working. So, so we're going to make a service that no one can see, even if they want to. <laughs> no one, they won't be able to see it. Stay with me. If no one can actually play videos, we won't actually have high costs on on infrastructure because nothing will actually there will be no data and just and no worries about censorship because people can't even see the video yeah you can't censor content if there is no content steps ahead well yeah there's i you know my own technical lack of savvy is it's a running theme for this this podcast uh, but I, I, I will. Every, everyone knows I, that, though. Just maybe, just me. I I will do a a bit of a humble brag that I did figure out how to change the weed eater string on my weed eater yesterday. So this was. It's not a normal weed eater. There's no like rolling it up inside. So. Oh really? Oh, yeah. well, this is interesting. Before I laughed. Yeah, uh, no, probably so th- should, should get it a, an update. Apparently, here. this what? is like the the one weed eater that doesn't work like that. So, you know, I was like, ah, I can't figure this out. So I'm looking up YouTube videos, and they're all saying, oh, it's easy. You just loosen the top and these things that don't exist on your weed eater, and roll it right up, and you're good to go. And none of that was applicable. But you know, once I figured out how to do it, it was quite easy interesting well yeah good to just good pliers pull the string out what little was left in there and then feed the new short pieces in short huh. pieces only yeah that's cool was, you know i was i was just glad that it was one thing that i didn't have to like ask my dad about and have him fix in two seconds it's kind of the usual usual method so oh yeah yeah i get that i've I've got the desire to live in a cabin in the woods but Mm -hmm. would be dead in three days probably (laughs) but this may come as a surprise to you andrew but i don't think you need bit shoot to survive alone in the woods for three days (laughs) So true, I think you might be you might you be able need, to figure it out. You need some other like real world skills that you know if if it doesn't involve words, it's not my not my area Just, of expertise there. I could teach you how I do things, which is pretty much I don't know how to do anything, and then uh, I decide that I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, probably seventy five percent of the time it works. Twenty five percent of the time I make it worse. But you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much pretty much how i get through life when we started this podcast i well actually when we started the previous podcast i had no idea how to do a podcast and it's uh i i don't i didn't know how to make a website until i made a website and you know didn't know how to do everything i know how to do until one day i was like well i, I it basically just comes from an incredible I don't know if it's pride, but I just like have a, a serious issue with paying someone else to do something I'm fully capable of doing. And it can't be that hard. <laughs> yeah. Narr- no, narrator, I, narrator, 
sometimes it is that hard. Some, sometimes it is that hard. For me, though, there's there's also the factor of uh, pain avoidance. So, mm. like, when it comes to cleaning out my gutters, you know, like 25 feet in the air, uh, ah, no thanks. I'll I'll pay the 300 bucks and someone else can do that. But. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I would definitely, I, I, I'm the idiot, right? Like, I'm the guy who's like, okay. So we got to get a 30 foot ladder. So those things that it cost me 300 bucks to have somebody else do it. <laughs> but if I buy a 30 foot ladder for $128 one time, then I can clean the gutters indefinitely for yeah. 128. That pencils, I'll do it. That's pretty much the entire thought process for every project. I go yeah. Theoretically, that is correct. But. but there are some issues. You can make stuff worse. And I have. And you run out of time. You don't have as much time to spend with your family or, or whatever because you're just doing too much other crap. And you get stressed. You don't you know, focus on like staying in the spirit and being in touch with the people around you. You're just like, I have to accomplish this crazy thing. Well, should we get into some stuff? Bro, I came here mainly to get into some stuff with you. All right. Well, so this episode was supposed to actually have a guest – Ah. And um, she unfortunately didn't didn't respond or 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 get us her information to contact her on Skype. Uh, but Jennifer Depew has been doing some great stuff on on her website, and so I'll mention that uh, transcendingsquare.com and also her uh, Twitter account, which I've is d e nutrients at de nutrients and she's a dietitian and has interacted with all the kind of alternative solutions for covid and somehow she's still on twitter hmm. and one thing that i like about her is that she will interact with other people's stuff in a positive way like like, hey, I agree with you on this, but here's one reason I'm concerned about that part of what you're saying. As opposed to the usual method on Twitter, which I, I don't know if you've seen much of this, but uh, I think it's not unique to alternative health treatments. But it is niacin is the only way. If you are recommending anything else other than niacin, you are having people kill themselves ivermectin will kill people and then there is the ivermectin is the only solution anyone telling you anything other than ivermectin is a big pharma shill and then there's the don't listen to the niacin cultists you know you need oil of oregano yada 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 anyway it's i i feel like it's a it's a small enough group, you know, uh, that we could we could attack Pfizer and not so much ourselves. That would <laughs> I feel like that's a good idea. So I'll I'll reference the the James Corbett speech on 9/11 Truth and uh, lessons that we should have learned for COVID 1984, but apparently haven't. So absolutely. Yeah. So I, I do want to go over. So this is an old post that that uh, Jennifer did, 
Uh, niacin and early treatment in general for SARS-CoV-2 is sensible, reduces hospitalization and mortality rate. And Can I just say that you are the ultimate gentleman? <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, you're you're literally going over the uh, all the important information of the the guests who set us up decided not to come on. Huh. You know, I, hey, if it's good information, it's, it's good information. Right? It's good. It's good information. And, you know, I, secretly, my plan was like, hey, she gets on. If it's terrible, it's fine. It's our show. Right. <laughs> and if she's great, James Corbett hears the episode and says, I'll get her on my platform. And boom, there's a new, you know a new alternative media superstar, but what could have been <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, the Kingmaker. Yeah, that's, that was the, the secret plan, but obviously it didn't, didn't work out. So anyway, this, um, so she goes through the Dimitri Katz stuff that I've talked about, the niacin and melatonin. Uh, she also goes through cofactors, other B vitamins, um, minerals, especially magnesium, manganese, zinc, iron, copper, sulfate. It's just not the only magnesium. Uh, one of the uh, one of the most overlooked in the U.S. Magnesium comes up a lot, and she's yeah. she's always pushing the uh, like Epsom salt baths as okay. a way to to get magnesium in it. And I have to say. Um, you know, I I talked to you yesterday and I felt lousy all day and hadn't been sleeping well and just was not not feeling good at all. And, you know, nice Epsom salt bath last night. I slept great and felt way better today. So that combined with a little fresh air, a little weed eating last night. And, you know, I'm cured. Good so. for you. Good for you. I also like the I de- uh, I've defeated COVID once again. I also like the magnesium powder. It's like a like a nice relaxing cocktail. You just get a little powder, put it in some water, let it dissolve, and drink that. And it just helps, you know, calm calm your calm your nerves and calm you down a bit. Doesn't taste great, but I guess you have you can get some that has taste. Yeah, there is there's a uh, uh, this stuff called Calm that I've taken before. That's pretty good. From uh, Costco. I'm sure they probably sell it at Costco. Yeah, I think that's the stuff I've taken. You don't like the taste on that one? No, I do like the taste on that one. Yeah, it's like a lemony taste or something. Yeah, I've currently got just pure magnesium powder, Mm -hmm. and that is dreadful. I recommend uh, uh, fill the quarter of the glass with hot water, then put the magnesium in, then fill the rest with cold water and throw in some ice. For some reason, the hot water like really... uh, Dissolves it better. Dissolves it real fast, and then then you throw in your other stuff. So I don't know. I like that. I'll try that. But uh, pure vitamin C um, doesn't taste bad at all. So yeah, that's yeah. You, you don't. There's a lot of like sugar added vitamin C stuff, and you don't really need it. The just the straight stuff tastes fine. But uh, also. Amino acids, carnitine, antioxidants, COQ10, glutathione, 
alpha lipoic acid. Okay. So this is, she's just got useful stuff. She's got like full protocols on there. So check it out. Uh, transcendingsquare.com. Um, and she doesn't just have COVID stuff, but she's got a lot of other, uh, but there's a lot of that information. So that's a good resource. And, you know, I, I, like we've talked about, you should have a plan for when that family member, you know, they might've listened to you and not gotten the vaccine or, or not. Um, but when they get sick and they say, okay, what do I do? Have a plan. You know, there's, I think having, doing something, as long as it's not something harmful, um, if psychologically, if nothing else helps. Sure. The plan though is, uh, definitely don't go to the hospital. Yeah. If you get COVID, don't go to the hospital. Yeah. Treat it early with something. And, and yeah, I, I'm not sure what the, the best solution is, um, you know, we've talked about all those things before, um, and it. But at some level, doing something rather than nothing, and um, trying not to fr- totally freak out, despite all the media propaganda that you get COVID, you're gonna die. Um, well, I think if you have access to it, I think ivermectin is the best. Period. And then the so. niacin and melatonin cures COVID. That's that's promising as well. Huge amounts of vitamin C, zinc. Yeah. Um, you know, those are all great steps. We had a listener to the show actually have some horse paste. Not something we recommended on air at any point, but uh, <laughs> someone uh, actually ate the horse paste and yeah. uh, felt felt amazing a couple days later or a day yeah. later. So there are the people that are still doing that. Yeah. And you know, it's if we can figure out ways. Uh, not just for COVID, just medical care in general, of non-prescription stuff you can do, especially preventative and and just general health stuff. The better off we are, because we're getting <laughs> we're getting close to the uh, no access to modern medicine stage much faster than I thought we would. So. It's yeah. It's already yeah. being floated out there. Should the unvaxxed really be allowed to get medical care? Probably not. It's probably not fair. Uh, we should probably just kill them. So mm. don't threaten. Don't threaten me with a good time. Oh wait. <laughs> so, no, you I, know it's it's yeah. it's unfortunate because right. If I get in a car accident, you know I want someone to take me to the hospital, right? Yeah. If I get if I'm seriously hurt. Yeah. If I if I, uh, you know. Yeah, my own personal issues are, you know, a separate issue. Like if if I come down with, you know, the COVID or something else, I I don't really want to go to the hospital anyway. So, and it, you know, what whatever COVID is, and whether it's associated with the new um, T-Mobile home internet service that rolled out in our area in the last few months, and now we've I gone can, from, I can we've tell you gone for from, sure that's not it. I can tell you for sure. <laughs> that's not it trust me okay well no it, uh, it really, the, the t-mobile 5g so i actually i looked into it <clears throat> and i know someone who uh it kind of does what you do but on the cellular end yeah. and what to t-mobile 5g is it's kind of just a huge scam for them to make money shocking so their whole plan basically is 
they have to have certain cellular networks allocated, like certain traffic allocated to all the phones in the area. They get an estimate for how many phones are in the area on a given day, how much data is used, and then they allocate that much of the data to that and kind of make sure that all those phones use that data. Make sense? Yep. There's always a surplus. Essentially, all the 5G home internet service was was it installs a you know receiver on your end in your home, and then you get all the dregs. You basically get all the leftover 5G if there is any. And so uh, you know it may connect at a 5G speed. Rarely, I, I had talked to somebody who had had to try who had actually. Well, 5G this, is not a speed. Right, it's a band. So anyway, uh, it but the 5G connection did not download extremely fast in any way, uh, except for a couple different times in the day. So you actually have more of a fluctuation in the ability. So I just I don't think that's what yeah. it is. It's my guess. Well, I I don't like. Why do you assume that 5G has to actually work as advertised to have negative health impacts? Um, I guess. I, I guess I mean, I agree that it's a marketing scheme, but I'll, we'll just here's, take here's my, my thoughts on it. Here's my thoughts on it. First off, it's so weak and so few people are ge- are actually using this service as of right now. It's not going to add that much more 5G to your area that's going to actually have negative health effects. That's that's my angle. Yeah, uh, I mean, the. I don't know. You got a revved up cell tower within view. Um, it it doesn't seem to be doing good things. Um, sure, but it but whether or not people have the access to T-Mobile five G in your area, I don't think should affect it. Your cell tower is going to send out the same baloney. It, they're just using up more of what's being shot out, the dregs of it. It's I had it explained to me a little bit better, but it, it's it's just I don't know. That's just my my. My gut reaction on that, yeah, not, well, not a hill I'm willing to die on in any in any way. Uh, correlation is not causation, but pattern around here and people that I know, T-Mobile rolls out, people start getting sick. Hmm. So the T-Mobile 5G, they send out the advertisements for, and it's not like, it's not instant. It's not like the next day, um, but the 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 5G theorists that were very quickly um, scrubbed from the as much of the internet as they could be scrubbed from early on, you know, they had like a specific time interval. I forget what it was, but there's, I don't know. There's, I still think there is definitely something there. Um, but anyway, I've known about 20 people with. Uh, that have come down with COVID recently, the only person who had to go to the hospital was someone who was vaccinated. All the unvaccinated people that I know, uh, some of them got pretty sick, but no one got to, got to the point where they uh, went to the hospital. So, hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely talked about this possibly being the issue. So, so, and 
I definitely think it is a I think it is a, a piece of the issue. I do not think it explains everything. Right. Um, but if you throw in throw in the 5G and just electromagnetic radiation stuff from stuff that was already around, um, you know, people get more and more devices in their house, more and more stuff. This is, you know, this has never been proven safe at all. And there's evidence that in the past, when they first put up uh, large-scale transmission lines, there was a pandemic about the same time when they first put up telegraph lines all over the country. There was a, a pandemic. You know, it takes your takes your body a while to adjust to the new um, new waves you're pumping through it, and the 5G waves, the millimeter wave stuff, is not uh, is not your daddy's Wi-Fi there. Uh, anyway, would kind of a sidetrack there, but I, I also wanted to point out uh, WMCResearch.org, which we've we've shared a bunch of his uh, his Twitter posts on the show, but WMCResearch.org got a lot of stuff. He's just a I don't know, in, he just calls himself an independent researcher. Um, and is he wrong about some stuff? I would guess, yes. But I think he's someone out there genuinely trying to trying to figure out what everything is and, and how it works. And it, as confusing um, as it is, you know, you're better off listening to people who aren't actively lying to you or having a reason to lie to you. So um, just a couple couple of research places to go. Uh, I don't think we've talked about the new the new COVID pill, the, the Merck COVID pill, have we? Sure. So, um, malnupiravir. All right. So, Alex Berenson had a post on that a few days ago. Uh, yes, malnupiravir, a pill to treat COVID, seems to reduce hospitalizations and deaths, assuming Merck's press release from last week holds up. Uh, here's look into the future, and no, it won't. Um, we'll go back to, to what he says, though. It is yet another story of the U.S. healthcare system and drug development gone awry. A Miami hedge fund manager and his wife, Wayne and Wendy Holman are likely to make hundreds of millions of dollars, possibly billions on it, and they took almost no risk. They basically got in the way of Merck licensing it from Emory University, where taxpayers had paid for its early development. And this is how we make drugs in the United States, friends. And added bonus, um, almost 20 years ago, Wendy Holman, who at the time had a different husband and a different last name, saw her name pop up in the same insider trading scandal that ensnared Martha Stewart. It, too, involved a drug company. And it, he's got a New York Post headline from 2002 that says, Investor denies dumping Inclone. Another major investor in Inclone yesterday publicly distanced herself from any insider trading involvement with its convicted founder, Sam Waxel. Wendy Commons Blake, a portfolio manager at Ziff Brothers Investment, said she never spoke to Waxel during a three-day binge of illegal insider trading on the eve of Inclone's stock collapse last December. 
Her name appeared on Imclone phone logs with several others during the critical days of the insider selling, which was launched. And then it, it goes on. So uh, she denied wrongdoing, was never charged, and eventually married Wayne Holman. A few years later, the newlyweds found their way to Miami Star Island, where they bought a mansion for $28.8 million and the one next to it for $18 million. The Washington Post had a long piece on the ugly little story of Ridgeback in June 2020, but now that Uncle Joe is president and not the orange man, the Post tries not to write anything that might reduce your confidence in the big, medium, or small pharma, and by extension, vaccines. Here's the lead of the Post piece. Ridgeback Biotherapeutics had no laboratories, no manufacturing facility of its own, and a minimal track record when it struck a deal in March with Emory University to license an experimental coronavirus pill invented by university researchers with $16 million in grants from U.S. taxpayers. By May, Ridgeback had sold the rights to Malnupiravir to Merck for an undisclosed upfront payment, specified milestones, and a share of the net proceeds of EIDD-2801 and related molecules if approved. Neither Merck nor Ridgeback has ever disclosed how much Merck paid Ridgeback nor the royalty rates on the drug, but Merck has said it plans to charge $700 for a course of malnupiravir in the United States and that it expects to produce 10 million courses by year in 2021, implying $7 billion in sales within months. Forbes reports that the actual cost of the drug is under $20 per course based on what Indian manufacturers plan to charge. That's quite a market. Uh, so you're charging $700 for something that costs $20 to make. Yeah. Uh, Merck has added about $20 billion in market capitalization since it announced the results, but the real winners are the Holmans. Their royalty rate is based on net profits per Merck's 10K. Um, 10K, though Merck does not disclose how those will be calculated or what the rate is. For simplicity's sake, let's assume $600 of the $700 Merck is charging will be net profit. This is probably low. If the Holmans are receiving a 5% royalty, they will make $300 million from this year's courses alone. 10% would net them $600 million and 15% $900 million. How much will they actually make? Come on, Wayne and Wendy, share with the group. It's our money after all, or at least it was. So there you go. More on the... If, if you were wondering why Merck uh, talked down ivermectin... Uh, let me let me throw something yeah for sure let me throw something in here too um so dr pierre Corey, md he has been all over twitter robert malone and him have been having conversations back and forth but he has been railing against the non-use of ivermectin and trying to get people to use it yes Um, he so uh there's a forbes article anti-covid drugs are coming but at what cost the possibility of a new drug to ward off the most serious symptoms of covid 19 is welcome news but it will come with two important costs uh, this is an article that he tweeted, and his comment was, the pre-planned horse pace animal drug conflating PR campaign by the FDA CDC was absolutely massive. Merck, market cap, up $20 billion since the press release, $700 billion in the next two to three years is their market cap. Poor little six-cent ivermectin in the entire freaking world. I'm going to cry again. So <laughs> they are basically going to take a six cent pill and make it into a super drug and well, charge six, $700 an hour of a uh, pill for it. 
you would think if you're just if it was really all about the money, that's exactly what they would do. But knowing Big Pharma as I do, they will not only make the six cent ivermectin into a seven hundred dollar a course uh, pill, they'll also find a way of making it uh, dangerous with really bad side effects that we'll find out about in either a few months or a few years. So they'll, yeah. they'll find a way to make it uh, make it dangerous too. Too scary. Yeah. So big pharma, you can pay more and will damage you. <laughs> How many people a year die from prescription drugs? Oh. I think it's like two hundred thousand a year. Minimum. Yeah, yeah. it's not it's a, a it's a huge number. Hmm. And if you you know if you say those. Suppose 600,000 COVID deaths, how many of those were remdesivir <clears throat> patients? Uh, renal failure. Yeah. Renal failure, not caused by COVID, but caused by remdesivir. Protocol. But, just following the protocol. Just, but, just continuing the giant Milgram experiment in real life. Yeah. You want to hear someone with a better yes. rant than ours yes let's play the uh the night the at galloping gay is the twitter account but she's playing someone else's tiktok video hey celebrity prostitutes bribed politicians controlled media whores thug law enforcers on a power trip and indoctrinated allopathic drug pushers we don't want your sh- dangerous, killer, fertility-damaging, experimental quackzines. We don't want your discriminatory, segregational passport system, nor your Stepford wife social credit system. We don't join cults. We aren't germaphobes. We know how to read statistics. We know how to think for ourselves. And we know what narcissistic abuse looks like. We don't want to be China. You don't govern us. We know the law and we claim our birthrights. Frankly, we're moving on without you. The trance-like hypnotic suggestions and brainwashing just didn't take with us. We aren't of a fluoride stare, TV level, adolescent mind who falls prey to drama and peer pressure. So you can prance around with your drolling, repetitive, embarrassing, and flailing advertising campaign all you like. But to us, it reeks of desperation, shows us what pathological liars you are, and only highlights those sellouts who have sold their souls to the agenda. But good luck. You're going to need it. (laughs) I thought that was a good one. It's a great one. Nuremberg Trials 2.0. Nuremberg Trials 2.0. When do we start? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. There's a thank you, whoever that is. I wish I knew what her name is, but uh, her name uh, is oh, yum, naturals yum Naturals on at TikTok. Yum Naturals. Thank you at Yum Naturals on TikTok. And uh, thank you for not starting out. Uh, now, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but 
<laughs> I'm going to raise some questions about this treatment. Yeah, thank well, you. I think I can jump in with one of my clips here because speaking of, some people aren't falling for it. It feels like this whole time this thing was orchestrated from the beginning. And it'd be weird if we actually somebody came up with the clip. This was actually played on No Agenda. Alex Jones had it on this last week. But uh, for people who haven't heard it, our good friend Danny from Medford, Oregon, sent this up to me with his last donation uh, for the show this last week. And uh, I wanted to play it here. It's almost like you can hear people plotting to to, <laughs> uh, to take down the medical system. So this is explosive oh. video emerges of Fauci and HHS officials officials plotting to enforce a universal flu vaccination. Why don't we blow the system up? I mean, obviously, we can't just turn off the spigot on the system we have and then say, hey, everyone in the world should get this new vaccine we haven't given to anyone yet. But there must be some way that we grow vaccines mostly in eggs the way we did in 1947. In order to make the transition from getting out of the tried and true egg growing, which we know gives us results that can be you know, beneficial. I mean, we've done well with that to something that has to be much better. Uh, you have to prove that this works. And then you've got to go through all of the clinical trials, phase ones, phase twos, phase three, and then show that this particular product is going to be good over a period of years. That alone, if it works perfectly, is going to take a decade. There might be a need or even an urgent call for uh, an entity right. of excitement out there that's completely disruptive, that's not beholden to bureaucratic strings and, and, and processes. So we really do have a problem of how the world perceives influenza and it's gonna be very difficult to change that unless you do it from within and say, I don't care what your perception is, we're gonna address the problem in a disruptive way and in an iterative way, because you do need both. But it is not too crazy to think that an outbreak of an, a novel avian virus could occur in, in China somewhere. We could get the RNA sequence from that, beam it to a number of regional centers, if not local, if not even in your home at some point, and print those vaccines on a patch and self-administer. So there's a whole plan out and it's in the yeah, that's uh, it seems like that's pretty close to the plan that they went with. Yeah, they're gaming that out. And so it's just so fortunate that the virus pops up in China, just like they theorized. Wow, it's amazing. Right? Yeah. That's uh, the I thought that I thought that was interesting. We could just beam it out to all the different households and why they would literally remove you from social media for comparing it to the flu yeah or, or <laughs> because, don't forget talking because, about that it was from china a year ago you could get removed if and we've talked about this on our show you know through the course of it different like this flu that flu different scares plus the yearly like get your flu shot propaganda and fauci talks about it in there we've got a, a problem with the way people perceive the flu and that's why they didn't call this one a flu. They acted like it's something totally different. Oh, uh, 
it's a novel. It's new. See, we called it novel. Um, yeah, I think it's what a scam. It everything <laughs> the pandemic, the pandemic, you know, phony at first. Not that a few people aren't getting sick here and there. Uh, as the excuse for the vaccine that they had ready to go. Um, and more importantly, the vaccine platform, the mRNA pl- vaccine platform, because now we're already seeing they want to roll out all sorts of other stuff using that technology um, and then just getting it out, mandating it. It was the vaccine was not made for the pandemic. The pandemic was created for the vaccine. hundred percent. You know, and we've been through several iterations of what's the. What was the pandemic? What's the purpose of it? And I think there are many purposes. It's a multi-pronged approach. But I think early on, we thought it's to get Trump out. And I think they did use a lot of aspects of it to get Trump out. But Mm -hmm. it's a a worldwide phenomenon, right? Like we have lockdowns in Italy. We have protests in Italy. We have lockdowns in Australia. So it it can't be that simple. But what it can be simple as is we're going to invent, let's just blow up the system. You know, mm-hmm. let's just yep. blow it up and we're going to invent some crazy, you know, situation that nobody it's just completely disruptive. And then everybody will have to take a specific vaccine. And Ten years ago, you don't forget Bill Gates preaching to the preaching uh, to the uh, investment arm of J.P. Morgan, I believe, said, hey, this is going to be the decade of vaccines. We're going to have vaccines like crazy. And uh, they have to they had to disrupt the world. They had to get everybody to do two weeks to flatten the curve. Everybody stay home, cancel everything and uh, bring people out of trauma based mind control, inflict the trauma upon them, tell them there's a solution and then tell them that this is what it is. And then they'll take it. They'll line up willingly at least 50 (laughs) percent. And uh, I would say. The mandate the mandated part of the vaccine then, you know, and the whole, all the health impacts, but more so, or at least equally so, the economic impacts of these vaccine mandates, knowing that it's going to totally damage, possibly destroy the existing healthcare system. Yep. Uh, It's going to mess up the police, which there have been plenty of really overt things going on from George Floyd to, I mean, stuff that's been going on for years to uh, divide and conquer. And, you know, you got the Soros district attorneys not prosecuting theft. And what do you know? You get more theft and, and less safe cities. And it's designed to break down the system. It's breaking down the system because if you have a functioning economy, if you have a functioning, you know, healthcare system, legal system, if everything's working, we're not going to say like, oh yeah, let's uh, let's join the world government. Like it, our country and each nation's system has to be destroyed to then merge it into a, a world government, and that's what they're trying to do. I'm not saying. Not saying it's going to happen uh, necessarily, but that is the overall agenda. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, I'm here in the uh, labor shortage capital of the United States. Are you aware of the yeah. labor shortages? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Labor shortage. We don't know what's causing it. It There's a labor shortage. It's hard to tell. Weird. It's hard hard to tell what's going on. None of the ferries are running. Not none of them, but thousands and thousands of ferry uh, routes have been canceled since uh, last uh, weekend here in the Puget Sound area. No ferries are running. So my wife, she updates me with this uh, news and I turn to her. I say, well, that must be related to the vaccine mandates. A bunch of people standing up. She spends about five minutes Googling around and says, no, no, it's just a labor shortage. There's no reference to vaccine mandates, to which I thought, that's funny. And so I go Googling around and look for my, or excuse me, duck, duck, going around and go looking for uh, vaccine mandates causing the ferry, you know, disruption. Can't find a thing. So I start thinking, what in the world is going on? And then I heard, uh, or I, I received... Alex Berenson's Substack this this week, and he was doing some kind of you know quick uh, posts to uh, his Substack this weekend, and he said uh, Southwest Airlines cancels a thousand more flights as disruptions mount, and Southwest will implement the vaccine mandate, and the airline confirms. Then afterwards, all of the sudden, there are flights canceled and a lot of flights canceled. Yes. Like so up to different. It depends on the day. But I've saw at one point, I believe on Monday, one third of their flights were canceled. Exactly. So then after that, let me see here. Is this where. So he, he put that out. And then he he added an update. Southwest Airlines pilot explains why you will not hear anything about vaccine mandates from his union and why Southwest has more flexibility than it admits to stand up to the White House. Pilot emailed the following Southwest post today and proved his identity. Essentially, the union cannot organize or even acknowledge the sick out because doing so would make it an illegal job action. Years ago, Southwest and its pilots had a rough negotiation, and the union would not even let the pilots internally discuss the possibility of working to rule, uh, which would have uh, slowed Southwest to a crawl. At the moment, pilots don't even have to talk about what what they're doing. The anger internally, not just among pilots, but others at Southwest workers, is enormous. The tough prior negotiations notwithstanding, Southwest has a history of decent labor relations, and workers believe the company should stand up for them against the mandate. Telling pilots in particular to comply or face termination has completely backfired. Meanwhile, Southwest has more flexibility than it acknowledged. Federal contacts represent about 3% of its revenue. But even the Biden administration cannot alter existing contracts because, please note, I have not checked this, though it seems reasonable, Southwest is only at risk of losing future contracts. The pilots believe that the fact that the airlines received $25 billion in no-strings-attached cash for payroll support last year has made them particularly reluctant to stand up to the Biden administration. Southwest CEO Gary Kelly may be in an especially tough spot since he is the head of the airline lobbying group. Back to the to the union not being able to actually say anything because it would be an illegal job action. All of the shortages are union positions. So you look out into the Puget Sound here. All of your uh, ferry dock workers, they're all they're all uh, union positions. So it would be an illegal action for them for the union to acknowledge what's happening, even though there's actually a strike happening. So you can basically hide it from. You can hide the intention from the media this way, but more importantly, it kind of protects the union from being uh, in violation of, you know, 
work laws in Washington state. So then you look at that and then you start looking at, okay, what about the uh, shipyard workers? Because I don't know if you've heard, but there's a huge line of uh, supply ships out here in the Puget Sound with people, you know, complete with ships that aren't unloading anything. Well, why is that? Well, it may be because the shipyard workers aren't working, but why wouldn't the shipyard workers be working? Oh, yeah, because you mandated a vaccine that people didn't want. And so a bunch of people are just not going to work now. And then you start looking at other places and everywhere you turn, well, you see evidence of this. But they're not letting the the real story get out. Because could you imagine if NBC, you turned it on right now and it's like uh, vaccine mandates threaten to take down the economy of the United States as more and more people don't want to be forcibly injected with an experimental vaccine. Live at two, let's go check. Let's check in with Bob over at the shipyards. Hey, I'm over here. Nobody wants to do any work. I don't know what's going on. Let's check yeah. in with the ferry guy. Well, yeah, there's no ferries running. People apparently don't want this poison injected into their arm. Let's check in with the Southwest Airlines. Hey, I'm just over here talking to some people and they're not going to work if they have to take this experimental vaccine, especially considering the blood clotting and then going up under uh, altitude and all the things that could complicate things. So they have no interest in taking it. So it seems like there's a full on vaccine revolt nationwide. I wonder how the drug companies will respond. I mean, people would grow a pair and everybody would be like, oh, I'm not taking that crap. I'm part of this movement, too. Forget this. This is nuts. Yeah. I mean, if we had like. If we had the media reporting on this honestly, it would be over already. Right? 100%. 100%. But it keeps everybody but in the dark and isolated. They're, they're in, obvious, obviously in the tank for pharma. And, you know, the, I don't... I mean, are there dumber people in the world than mainstream journalists? If, if there are, I'm not aware of the, the profession <laughs> hey, with a, a lower that, average IQ. But There's a few... Don't forget the best years of his life when his dad was uh, r- running the, uh, the the was a Nazi rounding up Jews and killing them. Good old it, George Soros. He he feels like that the uh, culminate destroying America will be the culmination of my life's work. That's a direct quote <laughs> from George Soros. Is that a direct quote or is that a fake direct quote? Uh, no, that is a direct quote. In context, he says America is the center of the globalized financial markets and has been sucking up the savings of the world. Destroying America will be the culmination of my life's work. Destroyed the British pound. So Soros also told the Australian that the world financial crisis was stimulating in a way the culmination of my life's work. (laughs) (laughs) Stimulating. Have you found the job losses, home foreclosures and incredibly national debt stimulating? Along the same lines, while we're talking Northwest uh, labor shortage, which is just even the use of the word labor as opposed to like workers or, you know, we're talking about people here, but no, it's just like labor, labor, you know, labor's on empty. We can get some more, just get, get some robots in here. Which you know the the whole port thing it's a, it's a catch twenty two like I'm all for I'm all on board with people saying nope I'm not going to work I'm not taking your vaccine but at, at the same time this is not a simple like resist and we win deal this is you know they're targeting specific industries. Eventually, it'll be everyone, but right now, it's specific things to break down 
society and for excuses um, um, what's the word automation excuses uh, to automate yeah excuses to automate so when we're we're talking about um, ports you know unloading ships there's going to be more and more um, stuff that's done without people involved you know just and Amazon warehouses kind of cutting edge edge for that stuff. And, <laughs> you know, oh, they can never replace police, can they? Oh, wait, is that what those weird robot dogs, dog things are for and drones and all the rest of it? Um, Seattle Police Department, I threw this, this story in as well, and we talked about it before the show, but. Seattle Police Department braces for mass firings of officers as hundreds have yet to show proof of vaccination. And I don't think we ended up playing it, but there was that viral clip That's from right. the, yeah. the cop who's just like, you know, and hit, for him, it wasn't even the vaccine mandate. That was just kind of the last straw and just like, man, I mean, just no leadership. Everything is being destroyed. And if you're inside it and you don't know the big picture and what's going on, like, it's so infuriating because it doesn't make sense. But you have to understand, Jay Inslee, Kate Brown, all these, like, George Soros, Bill Gates, Minions, they're trying to destroy. Like, yes. the the mandates are designed to destroy. All of this is it's, designed to destroy. No one's going to... Kate Brown's not going to wake up tomorrow and, oh, you know, I'm destroying the public education system. I'd better stop. No, it's designed to designed to destroy. Uh, in Portland right now, the requirements to get a substitute teacher license are that you're 18 <laughs> years old and can pass a background check. 18 years old. You used to have to have a four-year college degree to be eligible to substitute teach. Now it's just 18 years old. If you graduated high school, it's nice, you know, but not, not required or anything. So I'm, I'm just waiting for the news story about the kid who <laughs> signs up to be a substitute teacher his senior year of, uh, of high school and ends up su substitute teaching his own class. You know, it's where we could be weeks away from that happening. So it's the system's falling apart by design and yeah, I mean, it it's now or never. It, it really is. It's either like massive, uh, peaceful noncompliance and this gets stopped right here. I mean, it, it's already gone far enough that it's done a ton of damage, but it either gets stopped real soon or, or, you know, it goes full on to the the work camps and and gulags. So, Port of Seattle requires vaccination as a condition of employment. And this is uh, 2,200 employees to become vaccinated by November 15th. So, I also find it weird. November 15th is an outlier, but I find it weird that everybody has to be vaccinated by the October 15th or 18th, which is October 15th is this Friday and 18th uh, is the coming Monday. I've seen a lot of October 18th, but there, you know, there are a few different dates. There was some very strategic um, staggering of the dates. And, you know, we there's 
regional, like all the healthcare systems that have just been consolidated like crazy during COVID, you know, all that government money sloshing around and buying up the smaller independent types. And this is all part of a plan. And then they all say, oh, we're all we all have the exact same vaccine mandate that takes effect on the exact same day. So if you thought you were going to just go be a nurse in in the next state over the next county over. Oh, sorry. They have, they've got the same rule. And Oregon, well, I have Oregon is going to remove your license. So you could be a nurse. You could be a, a nurse who's not even working right now. Let's say you're on maternity leave, you know, so you're like, oh, well, I'm not I'm not getting the vaccine because I've, you know, have a brain and they want to remove your nursing license, even if you're not employed, if you're not vaccinated. Wow. So if, if you thought right now, yeah, if, if you thought, oh, well, I'll go be a nurse in a free state mm, they're <laughs> They see that coming. I'll put it that way. But I've heard some I, uh, anecdotal stories of people quitting their job where they were uh, because of the vaccine mandate and then becoming a temporary nurse with a, a separate company, like a temp agency, mm-hmm. but basically doing calls and coming in and then p- actually having to pick up shifts from a temporary agency for the same place they just yeah, for the work. Same place. Because the temp agencies aren't actually requiring the vaccine and the people requiring who are inquiring from the temp agencies aren't asking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And and the National Guard isn't required to be vaccinated yet. So you've got the National Guard workers being called in, which I think there's multiple levels for why that's being done. You know, the militarization, medical martial law, but. You're having militarization the, the, of your hospital? Yes. Yes, most definitely. Milita- militarization of police and the hospitals. So that's why they're attacking those areas with mandates. Uh, you know what would fix all this? Like a like a nat- national police force. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, you could just you could, like you just get a oh, national police oh, force. Just, every, what happened get, to you? Seattle get, doesn't have police? Oh, don't worry. We've got a new national yep. police force. Yeah. I'm just send national some of them in. With the, you know, Eric Holder or somebody trustworthy at the helm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that ATF that's guy. Part, part of the agenda. Yeah. You did such a great job with the uh, Waco. Uh, yeah. Why don't you run this? Yeah. If only, yeah. like, I wonder, like, how they could dress. Do you want to, do you think they should wear like green green shirts? <laughs> uh, brown shirts. Brown, brown shirts. Okay. Yeah, brown brown shirts. shirts. Just any like an maybe in like an armband, like a red. Yeah, just just a cool cool red armband and brown shirts. Yeah. I like think. a COVID. Like instead of the like just like a like a big COVID. Need right some there. Sal- need some salutes. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. some. Oh yeah. Got to come up with some new salutes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That'll be interesting. I, I mean they've. Whatever happened with Obama's weird like youth brigade thing? Is that still around? Oh, that that clip is still around. I don't think it ever happened though. We need a, a fully a, a uh, just just as funded. Well, just, with just as just yeah. as much training, civilian police force, a youth force. Well, there was there was this 
the civilian thing just as strong and well-funded as the military. And then there was also that weird video with the kids in red coats. And, oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was a yeah, long time ago. That was like the youth youth core stuff. And there, federal programs never go away, but I don't know if it if it took off to the extent envisioned back then. But well, something just, to watch for. No, nah, they just sacrificed all those kids to Moloch and haven't replenished it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, we found out none of these kids actually want to have a job, so yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Labor hey, shortage. Hey, who hey. wants to, hey, who wants to go door to door dishing out vaccines for thirty dollars an hour? Anybody want that job? Does that sound fun? <laughs> the Obama Yugen taken down by a labor shortage. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> taken down by the youth that they had propagandized into not being good workers. But yeah. I, I just, I, I do want to say though, what's happening. I mean, everyone's listening to this show sees what's happening, but yeah. everybody out there stand up, resist and, and be as loud as you can about your resistance to others. If you can, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, yeah. what stops this. This thing just keeps going. It's like a, it's like a bureaucratic nightmare. It just, but it just keeps going. Yes, it's a bureaucratic nightmare. I think it's important, though, to both for your own sanity and for knowing what to fight and how to fight it is what we've already talked about. This is on purpose. And so when you get into kind of like the Fox News, like, oh, the Democrats are screwing things up because they're so stupid. It is it is unbelievably frustrating to see your country destroyed by st- stupidity <laughs> and i'm i'm not saying it's a a better outlook um it's better to have your country destroyed by intentional acting smart people as opposed to really stupid people um but in some ways it is it's like no they're they're trying to break the system down this is part of a plan and you're not going to be able to point out the statistic to them that shows that their policy is bogus and have them go, oh, OK, yeah, you're right. Vaccine mandates don't make any sense when vaccines don't prevent transmission. What were we thinking? We take it all back. No, this is not because the goal is compliance. Every single step that's being taken at this point is to push further and further because there's more and more people. You know, there's us. We're the. The thorn in their side, the uh, <laughs> the fly in the ointment, you know, yep. we are the, you know. The, the dominant force of alternative media that we are. No, I just mean us and those listening yes. and, and, and those like us. We're the fly in the ointment. We are not going into it. And there's a lot, what is it, 20, 40, 20 to, probably 20 to 40 percent, somewhere in that range of people who are just like, no, not at all. No way. Not doing it. Mm-mm. But then like that. They keep. I don't think they're even really. They say they're focusing on us, but they're not. They're just pushing the other people as far as they can. They're just seeing like every incremental approach to get more and more people to get it is working. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, all these mandates, most people are going along with it. Not most, but uh, yeah, maybe most. I don't know. Lots of people. You know, uh, good 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 friend of the show, lifelong buddy of mine, or almost lifelong buddy of mine. Uh, facing the same sort of deal coming up here at the end of the end of the week on Friday, he has to uh, self. Um, 
what is it? Self-declare his vaccine status. Mm. And if he checks, if he checks the box, uh, don't haven't got it and don't plan to get it. He believes and I believe that he will be immediately terminated. So he's thinking he's not just he's just not going to he's not. Yeah, just don't respond. He's not going to respond. Yeah, yeah. that's that's his plan. And so, you know, people keep coming up to him. Hey, man, I'd hate to see you, uh, you know, lose your job over this. What's going on? And he just said, he says, well, as of as of this moment, I haven't gotten it and I don't plan to as of this moment. So he's kind of buying himself a little bit of time. But uh, Mm -hmm. the response to uh, his from uh, two levels above him. So he works in this. uh, assembly line setting, and he's got the big bosses coming down to touch base. Hey, 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 what's going on, man? Let's, let's see, make sure you got this thing. Let's get, make sure you're going to fill this thing out. And so during one of his more recent conversations, he explained to them, and he's a listener to the show, by the way, so we can say hi to Steve. Uh, but anyway, uh, he is talking to his superior superior about how he doesn't hasn't yet determined whether or not he's going to get it. And uh, the guy responds back. He's like, well, you know, I'd hate to see you lose your job over principle. <laughs> and my friend started laughing and he says, uh, well, what is a man without principle? Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like there's a Bible verse about what does it profit a man to gain the whole world if he loses his soul? Hmm. Mm. But you're not supposed to be willing to lose a job over principle. Mm. Yeah. Hate to see you lose a job over principle. I just couldn't believe you said that. I was like, wow, that's a that's a bizarre thing to say. But that's where yeah. everybody's that's where everybody's heads at. It's like, well, yeah, I, I would say I'd hate to see you lose an employee over a non-existent mandate. <laughs> like, since I mean, the the OSHA mandate still does not exist. No, nope, it oh, it's coming. Nope. It's nope. coming. It, we're no. going to do it. You need to, to be implemented on your own, but that we're going to put worked. out a government mandate, but that you thing, can't appeal it if it doesn't, yep. uh, you know. That thing worked as far as they wanted it to work. My phone blew up that day. Just yep. screenshot after screenshot after screenshot. Tim, 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 Tim. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I said, well, we'll see what happens when it comes along. And a couple more people folded, though, at my workplace. Yep. A couple yep. more people folded. We'll see. We'll see. And then you look at it and there's nothing, there's nothing happening. Nothing's coming. Did you see the Marjorie Taylor green tweet about said the same, basically the same thing? Well, there is, there is no law. She pointed out there is no law. Laws are passed by Congress. Congress has not passed any law regarding mandatory vaccines or any other COVID stuff. It's all being done by executive order. And there's at, as of right now, there's no true executive order, um, OSHA mandate, which is how they're supposedly going to do it, is put out something through OSHA, you know, mandating companies with over 100 employees um, have to have a mandatory vaccine policy. But as of now, it doesn't exist. And there never will be a law. And it's another part of this agenda is kind of the rule by fiat, rule by the CDC. You know, rule by rule by propaganda, man. Let's talk, let's yeah. call it what it is. Rule by the yeah. idiot box and the propaganda. That's all yeah. they're doing, and they've gotten so many people to go Kate, along with it. Kate Brown very easily could have gotten the Oregon legislature to approve whatever she wanted to do. It's all, you know, Democrats control it, 
Everyone was all in on the COVID stuff. She intentionally uh, not only didn't pass anything through the legislature, which Oregon, the Oregon Constitution says she, you have to do, you know, emergency powers are for like 30 days. No, no, no. So, yeah, and, that, that's the, that was the whole plan, though. That's how Inslee yeah. still that's how yeah. Inslee we, we covered that. We covered that last summer on this show. That's yeah. how Inslee's getting everything through because the legislature is suspended in the case of an emergency. And they well, and it, it's not in that's not the case in Oregon. Uh, they're still in there, you know, gerrymandering the congressional districts and and other monstrosities. But she intentionally did not go through the legislature just saying, oh, no, I can do it. Um, it's an emergency because I, I say it is, you know. And then this last round of mask mandates and what have you, she didn't even bother declaring an emergency again. She just says, no, mandatory masks, mandatory vaccines. It's absolute, uh, you know, it's empty and there's like sneaky legal reasons why they do it that way. Because if there's no law, if there's no true mandate, you can't sue against it. At this point, it's just a recommendation. So, you know, you can't. Right. You no, know, it's, it's, it's harder to fight a recommendation. So you have to call their bluff on it. I'm not saying they that OSHA won't put something out eventually. They probably will. But you got to call their call their bluff on it and say like i'm i won't be complying regardless of what you do but as of right now there is no there is no mandate there's no law so. no there is and in the in the continue they continue to basically do their best to go around all the laws these are mm-hmm. invisible things but they do their best it's like the, it's like almost like the founding fathers had a great idea, right? With yeah. all these 50 states and all these different governments. Like, it's a pain in the butt to take down. But yep. we've done a lot more in a year and a half than I thought was possible. So, you know, yep. it's not, no reason to get too excited. But it it continues. No, it's <laughs> yeah, there's not the journalists. The journalists really are that stupid. But there are some smart people running things from the top. Very evil smart people. So. Yeah, absolutely. So it's well, urgent. Urgent? Breaking news. With its deadline two days away, Chicago says unvaccinated public school teachers can keep working. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Did that's they from Alex, Alex Berenson. Did they push it back a little, I or did know. they remove? I have to read the read the article. Let me check it out here. They don't want to go the 18-year-old substitute teacher routes and Chicago has backed Chicago. off its October 15th deadline to ban teachers and other staffers from its school if they are not vaccinated. They can get weekly tests instead, per the Chicago Public Schools CEO Pedro Martinez. With the impending COVID-19 vaccination vaccination deadline for employees, unvaccinated public school teachers and staffers will be able to opt out for weekly testing and continuing work working as the week continues. After continue working after this week, not fully vaccinated by Friday's deadline, must consent to can, you must consent to weekly testing. Employees will not be barred from coming to work. Shift comes after union leaders. 
Chicago teachers and staffers penned a layer to Mayor Lightfoot not to bar vaccinated employees. Chicago Teachers Union. I mean, it's like every single organization in our day-to-day life, every like workers union, everything is under complete attack. And then mm-hmm. some people are using it to 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 push back and to resist, and some people are just going along with it. Yeah. And and figuring out, I you know, we've been clear on our position. Everyone kind of has to figure out how in their unique situation how to resist and personally i'm i've got nothing against large public protests um and you know chris white's talked about how that's probably you know large-scale peaceful protests in dc is definitely what they fear to some extent but you know you kind of have to figure out what in my life can I do? Is it walking into a store without a mask when I'm supposed to wear a mask and then see what happens and see if there's an opportunity to have a real human-to-human conversation with someone if they give me flack for it? And this is, as someone who's an introvert myself, this is not my comfort zone. Like, being confrontational is not, that's not natural to me. You know, like, I'm, I'm not a get in your face, confront you type of person. And I am. So every time, every time <laughs> I go into a store that's you're supposed to wear a mask and not wearing a mask, like I have kind of have to talk myself into it, but without fail, I'm always glad that I did. So sure. Sure. You just got to look scary. Like you might punch somebody and then they don't bother you quite as much. That's how I roll. Do you, but so you want to, uh, no, you want uh, to transition we, to our um, our mask related letter? Well, I think we should do that in a moment. But we have I have something else to put on there because you're talking about okay. uh, large scale peaceful protests. How about this? They got boots mm. on the ground report from Italy. Okay. Quick news. Hello, Timothy. Just quick news about Italy. They have a deadline to introduce the green pass in order to work. You can use testing, but you have to pay for it, and it's quite expensive. People are protesting all the time against this. Last Sunday in Rome, during the peaceful protests, infiltrators, excuse me, infiltrators, parentheses, extreme right, attacked the building of one of the most powerful unions, the CGL. The media is feasting on this, completely ignoring the legit grievances of their own people. Also, the police behaved exactly how they would how the police behaved on January 6th at the Capitol. They let people in, completely passive. Now the government wants to limit their constitutional granted right to protest. Wednesday, when your show is, many organizations are planning huge protests all over Italy. I will follow and send you more info as it comes in. They're about nine hours ahead. Thank you for doing your show, and may God lead you where he wants you to be in these perilous times. Um, Then they followed it up. Uh, News as of... This was yesterday. The biggest union, CGL, in Italy completely sided with the government against the workers. They would not negotiate <laughs> against the testing and in, go- in. They would not negotiate against the testing in every 72 hours. COVID testing every 72 hours means you have to pay in order to be able to work. Tests are expensive to buy individually. Port workers are granted free testing because the government wants them to work. But in many ports like Genova, Tresti, and others. Uh, p- please, I, I, if I don't pronounce this stuff right, please forgive me. 
others started a strike and they are willing to keep being on strike until the government stops the green pass, a.k.a. vaccine passport. But you can have a green pass in three ways, vaccine, natural immunity or negative tests. We'll see how it goes. Part three coming soon. The deadline for the introduction of the green pass and enforcement at the workplace, private and state is October 15th, 2021. I will keep you posted. Tundi, Tundi. Thank you very much. These are the emails I love. Yeah, These are awesome. amazing, amazing boots on the ground emails. But that's not it. I got it, another so one. So the, they have fe- uh, federal provocateurs in Italy too. Well, that's what's. That's a, you know that was the home of Operation Gladio. So there's. Yeah, yeah. Stay behind. Mm-mm-mm. Oh my goodness! Don't tell me I can't find this now. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, there we go. Just wasn't. Here we go. Do, 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 do. This is from Simon. Simon of our intro music fame. They were. Let's see. Here are my imp- impressions from. He did. He lives in Basel, uh, Basel, Switzerland. Here are my two little impressions from today's uh, protest in Basel. There were an estimated ten thousand people. Are you? Can you see my screen? No. Okay. Well, yes, but. Do you need me to? Because I've got. Okay. No, no, no worries. No worries. I'm just. I got a couple pictures here and a video. So it's kind of cool. Let's see. There were an estimated 10,000 people or more, and that's a ton for Switzerland. I made a vid, but it's too large to send. Can I send it a different way? Let me know if I should. Uh, Greetings and well wishes from Switzerland. Then he did go ahead and send it to me. And so I have a video that he sent to me on my phone of a protest in Switzerland, which, of course, was never covered anywhere. But, you know, the typical streets are absolutely cram-packed full of people, very few masks, lots of signs, um, just, you know, what what you would expect to see in a protest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, spotted that guy and thought I have to send it to you. That tower in the back is a Rocher Tower. Oh, uh, let's see. It says off. 1318 and then it, this person has a sign in basil this is kind of cool man we got we can actually see signs people are carrying in the in the uh in the crowd here so oh on the back of this guy he's circled in this photo uh the guy has a, a placard hanging around his his neck and it says nwo equals 666 and then it <laughs> says off 1318 and then below that it says John three seven. Nice. So, so these are. Go ahead. Answer to off thirteen because off thirteen eighteen is the their rule or whatever. Okay. Is that, I, I, I don't know. That's, that's what Simon's. I thought that's what Simon had referred to, but anyway, so it's kind of like no. I, I the think answer that to nineteen eighty four seventeen seventy six. The answer to off thirteen eighteen is John three seven. Marvel not that I stand unto thee, ye must be born again. That's three seven. And then here's the the video. doesn't translate super well to the uh, podcast but it's uh super awesome to get this and you know basically get a live look this is right in front of credit suisse and basil i mean that's 
that's that's sick, man. I can't believe somebody's sending me a video of a protest over there. Yeah, that is that's super cool. So thank you for sending those things. Uh, thank you for updating us on protests you guys are having around the world. Uh, the Italy protest. I actually have a buddy who's flying into Italy this week uh, to visit. So we'll see. I, I told him, hey, look out for this. I sent him an update that there was maybe some protests. He said he would let me know if he could uh, if he saw anything that he thought I should know about. So. And, yeah, I, th- I think the large-scale stuff is great. Um, I think people making videos of themselves being walked out of their hospital, you know, like, hey, I showed, showed up to work today, and they're kicking me out because I'm standing up for medical freedom. I think that's powerful. Yeah, you I know, agree. I, you, whatever, whatever, you, whatever you do, uh, you know, just do it. You so, off the cuff nailed it super early in this whole thing. You said the best uh, protest right now is to just go about your life normally. Yeah. And, and you know, we might as well use the technology that they're trying to use for evil to, to communicate with each other and let each other know that you're not alone. Not everyone is going along with it, uh, you know. We can probably pick apart the statistics on everyone who's vaccinated, uh, just like we could pick apart the statistics on number of cases and fatalities from COVID and all the rest. So don't. I found the tweet from Marjorie Taylor Greene. There is not a federal law mandating vaccines. We never voted on it because it does not exist. There is also no rule under OSHA that allows for companies to be fined for not mandating vaccines. Corporate communism needs to end now. Biden is not a dictator. Yeah. And it, it does kind of show it's it's kind of an interesting interplay between Wall Street and the big banks and the government. You know, I mean, the corporations really do own the government. You know, oh, yeah. We've, we've talked about do. Pfizer. Pfizer runs the FDA. There's nothing that happens against Pfizer's will at the FDA. And, you know, you see that with these corporations even before Biden announced that there would be, you know, some future OSHA mandate. They're all in. They're all in on the agenda. So. So don't support them. You know, I'm I'm now down to zero dollars in. Uh, you know, media spending that's mainstream. So that was, I canceled my ESPN plus canceled my, you know, CBS subscription. So it's down to zero and, uh, you know, use that towards supporting a podcast that you like or supporting um, independent journalism, Ivory Hecker, or, you know, there's a lot, there's lots of great people doing great work. Um, we, we got to talk with their, our ever decreasing in value dollars. <laughs> As he closes one door, he opens another. <laughs> oh, I, I want to read this uh, this mask letter from Terry, though. Is that okay? Perfect. All right. So this came from from Terry, who gave us a very 
generous donation on our last episode. I believe it was still our last episode, right? That was last week. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, so this is a letter that he wrote to his church regarding masks, and I thought it was excellent and would probably just steal it rather than writing one of my own if I were in a similar situation. So he says, my primary concerns about mask wearing are not related to efficacy. There may be some rare circumstances where mask wearing hinders contagion. However, since there is so much evidence showing that mask wearing causes harm, the obvious can, and then he's got, this is footnoted, he's got studies and Bible verses referenced and everything else. So the obvious conclusion is that mask mandates are not about health, especially when you consider the many flip-flops and inconsistencies with the mandates, e.g. it is acceptable to remove your mask when sitting, eating, speaking, very little is said about the quality of mask, etc., Almost everything related to the mainstream COVID-19 story has been a lie. See a very abbreviated list of the lies in the endnotes. Although some of these deceptions have been recently uh, been more widely revealed and corrected, there's been precious little accountability for those who were promoting incorrect information and no slowing of the overwhelming push to get everyone on the planet injected with this new experimental technology. I believe that our compliance to the mask mandates was the key turning point in the building of this worldwide deception. Masks are the cornerstone deception that must be destroyed. I'm convinced that mask mandates are a very effective means of controlling the masses, and I see them as a spiritual attack. In fact, in all human history, I cannot think of a better example of the minds of the most, most of the world's population being so effectively influenced as they have been by mask compliance to the masquerade. Aha. See what he did there with a masquerade. Yes, you might argue that mass media propaganda has recently had more success in getting much of the world to believe in lies, but an insidious effect of the masks is that it results in us participating in and promoting this propaganda. If there's one thing that has a more powerful influence in the media, it is our example. It has been proven in, in experimental studies that just one additional non-compliant person in a crowd of the compliant thoroughly protects the non-compliant from participating in a lie promoted by the crowd. Every time we cover our faces, whether proudly or shamefully, we are powerfully broadcasting to those around us that we agree with the irrational and exaggerated fear pushed by the pharma-funded corporate media. The all-sufficient word of God has al always has the answers that we need and the solutions for every circumstance. There is one historical account given in the Old Testament that is so vital, God recorded it for us in great detail three different times. It is the account of the terrifying and unstoppable Assyrian army poised to overthrow Jerusalem. It's found in 2 Kings 18 and 19, 2 Chronicles 32, and Isaiah 36. The Assyrians, represented by Rob Sheka, uh, attempted to convince King Hezekiah and the Jews to surrender. Surrender to the enemy must have seemed like the easy way out against an army that had already devastated many nations. Why resist and die the slow, painful death of starvation under siege or perhaps a quick death in battle? Why not take the easy way out and at least survive, though it be under the oppressive rule of the enemy? The good and righteous king knew that it was not God's will to give in to the enemy. It may be that God also wants us to risk everything rather than submit to a life of oppression. We must keep in mind that our resistance is not so much against any person in authority, it is against the devil himself. 
Ephesians 6.12, James 4.7, who just uses people to do his will. In an attempt to persuade Hezekiah and the Jews to surrender, Rabshakeh used all the tactics of the enemy. He told many monstrous and potentially destructive lies. 2 Kings 18 to 1822252525 much like a return to life as we know it, if only we would get the jab. Second uh, Kings eighteen thirty-one to thirty-two. The last, this last tactic may be the most important one. I believe that Satan's final and great temptation of the soon coming end of this age will be the same as his original temptation in Eden. At the heart of the temptation was convincing Eve that God was withholding something better, which she did not currently possess. Your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Adam and Eve should have been patient and content with what God had given them up to that point in time. The Assyrian enemy tempted God's people to surrender in a similar way when he said, Until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of corn and wine. Here the devil was tempting them to forsake their God-given inheritance, their own land. In a similar way, I believe we are now just beginning the process of being tempted to forsake our God-given immune systems, which operates by the DNA that God gave us, and to replace it with technically altered DNA. There's some debate about whether any of the current COVID shots could change our DNA, but whether they they do or not, I think it is very likely that future booster shots or some similar technology will in fact change our genetic, genetics. There are many reasons, both biblical and extra-biblical, that we should reject the abominable idea that it is beneficial to tamper with God's creation in this way. What is the solution to our current dilemma? We should follow Hezekiah's example in two ways, and trust that God will give the victory to his people according to his perfect plan. First, we should not comply with the enemy and lead others to do the same, as Hezekiah did. Uh, We must not believe the lies that we are being told, we must not give in to fear, and we must not make a deal with the devil who promises that he has something better for us than what God has given, especially what he will soon give us. Secondly, we must humble ourselves and pray to God as Hezekiah did. If there is a way of escape from our current distress other than through death or the rapture, it will be through the non-compliance in prayer. I will continue to steadfastly refuse to accept any COVID jab. Everything about it stinks very much like sulfur. I will also make every effort to not wear a mask, even if it means that I will temporarily not be able to participate in some things, of which church services are by far the most important and grievous to miss. For me, mask wearing offends my conscience, particularly if I think about what it would mean to me when trying to sing, worship, and participate in a church service. I believe that wearing a mask represents participating in and promoting a lie and is the first major step in subjecting ourselves to the tyranny that predictably progresses to mandatory jabs, perpetual booster shots, and then the soul-destroying mark of the beast. There is no doubt in my mind that the mask debate should have died long ago to the many well-documented COVID cures that reduced the danger of the sickness to almost nothing for 99% of us. If you consider how it divides families and churches, it seems clear that mask mandates are a devilish attack on humanity and especially targeted at God's people. The scriptures exhort us to seek God's face and much 
and much of his image, which we all bear, is revealed in our countenance. It is difficult to measure how much encouragement, joy, fellowship, evangelism, truth, and love is lost to the world when this image of God is constantly hidden. Amen. Thank you for that, Terry. That was awesome. Yeah, I think t- I think Terry should start his own podcast there, or do some do some more writing. That was good. So. Yeah. Yes. If you can, uh, you want to? Did we? Do we decide whether or not we wanted to post this on the site? Yeah, we do. We definitely want to post it. Yeah. Okay. If you so. can send me the uh, digital version of it. Yep, I'll do that. I believe if I transcribe it with my <laughs> no, crazy. I, ADD and whatnot, I have a, I'm sure I'll mess it up. I have a very nice PDF version I will send to you. So. Perfect. Perfect. Well, let's uh, go ahead and move forward and thank some con- con- contributors. Contributors, yeah. We're open to suggestions on... Producers, contributors. I, I, still I, like, contr- their name. I like contributors better than producers, but... Okay. Yeah. Well, we still haven't figured out our name. Uh, Danny, super close to getting his thousand uh, dollar mark, and of course Terry already reached his. So what 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 are they what are they going to be? We gotta we gotta figure this out. Let, let's welcome emails. Go to revelationsradionews.com backslash support or click on the support tab or, or excuse me the uh, contact tab. Shoot us an email. Tell us what people who reach the thousand dollar level what their nickname or title should be. They could be. Rev- revelators <laughs> no 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 they could be watchers on the wall foundationalists watchers. foundational <laughs> oh foundation foundation donation foundation, foundation donation yeah, yeah. watch you know kind of got a double meaning there with the it's our uh re- response or you know antidote to the evil like gates foundation all the bogus foundations so yeah that makes sense well we'll keep thinking on it i did want to read at least one note i have a note here this is from i lost this card this was from a p.o box donation last week dear andrew and timothy thank you for being a light in the darkness and a voice of reason and truth in an evil world thank you for your podcast and for everything you do may god richly bless you and your families uh, Third John one two, beloved, I pray you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. From Ben and Sarah, we would love to receive a copy of Andrew's book, and they're down in California, San Diego. I believe that book is already mailed out. Yep. Then Thank we also had another one. This came in with a donation this week in the PO box. This is from Barbara. Uh, in Bonita Springs, Florida. And I believe she's uh, definitely donated before. So blessings to both of your families. Thank you to you and Andrew. I've been listening for about five months and found you from James Corbett. Barbara in Florida. I already have a copy of Andrew's book and look forward to reading it. So thank you very much, Barbara, for helping produce or contribute to producing this episode of Revelations Radio News episode. Do you know what episode number this is? What, what number? 248. 248. That's right. You were cheating in some way. I know you were. So that's fine. That's fine. 248. Here we are. Um, oh, there's no divider. That's an issue, isn't it? 
yes. So it looks like our first donation this week was from Ian. And Ian is from... The other WA. That's right. Western Australia, not not Washington. So the other communist republic. Well, I guess, yeah. I, or maybe you're from the... I don't know. What, what was first, the state of Washington or Western Australia? Washington's... 1890. I don't actually want you to look at it. it... My apologies. I'm actually looking now. <laughs> oh, the Open Australia Foundation. Oh, there you go. Anyway, um, yeah. So, Ian from Western Australia, thank you for your donation. We, Looks like he was kind great. of. We get great notes from Ian, too. Yeah, we do. Lots of updates on what's going on there in Western Australia. Uh, he was kind of shipping for some postage, so an odd donation. It was like a $21.32 donation, so thank no, you, sir. That was for uh, for my book. So thank right. you, Ian. And I, he said he wanted to donate uh, the price of a, a book, and I got the Forest Maridi book on polio so i'm i'm excited about it not so maybe he not sent everyone you a book would again? be excited is this your about books? polio is this the whole reason you're doing a podcast you're trying to get listeners to send you a book he he just had me order it and then he donated for the the cost that was the the deal i feel so. i feel i feel like we may have stumbled onto the real reason you do the podcast <laughs> just trying to increase your personal library at no, no cost to you well I, I can tell you if i do I go through hours of editing and putting up the website and show notes yeah. and everything just so you can get free books if i do a sub stack i can tell you that it will be uh structured around what i'm reading in book form rather than short-term stuff so that's that's the idea, which would be yet another excuse to uh, get myself to read, spend more time reading books and less time reading stuff on the Internet. Yeah, stuff on the Internet, not as good. No. Danny, my favorite Danny from down there in Medford, Oregon, uh, $25. That puts him at almost a $1,000 donation. I think he's at the 950 level. Kyle from Kent, Washington, came in with $150, putting him even higher Thank you, on his donation level. I think he is just behind Danny's level right now. So got a hot a race. race. Yeah, who's going to hit 1,000 first? Uh, and then Beth with $35. This came to the PayPal. I believe she has donated before, so didn't need a book. But if you are out there and you can hear this, Beth, and you do need a book, please email me and I will get that out to you soon. The two P.O. Box donations already got you one. That was Barbara from Bonita Springs. And then we also had Edward. And Edward is from Waxhaw, North Carolina. And he has a uh, set up a subscription. So I think it's uh, $40 monthly that he sends us. So thank you yeah, very much, could, Edward. Got one of those get, uh, cool checks in the mail today. We get good emails from him, too. So thank you, everyone, for the the excellent and encouraging uh notes so for sure and and, it, and for the monetary support that helps a little bit too so. yes yep all right so my buddy michael burry 
of big the big <laughs> short fame uh, went on a bit of a rant yesterday. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he uh, he always uh, he's the one who predicted the 2008 financial crisis and was so set in his ways that it was right. Lost tons and tons of money betting against the housing market for you know a couple of years before it actually did explode, and he ended up way way ahead and is looked at as kind of this uh, uh, kind of a the people's profit on Wall on Wall Street because you know after after he realized that the in, housing market was going to collapse and then it did of course the SEC ended up calling him and then asking him how he knew and then the FBI called him and asked him how he knew and trying to trying to kind of limit and figure out hey how do we keep this from happening in the future right yeah no yeah that's no a no That's one, no one. Actually, the opposite. Yeah, no one called him at all. And as a matter of fact, he's had uh, several uh, uh, curious requests for uh, his tax returns from the IRS in audit form. So, uh, and more recently, was actually called to testify to the SEC uh, regarding the whole GameStop saga. So, uh, does it pay to see ahead? Um, apparently, if you are warning of the corrupt actions of big government and big business no it doesn't really pay is that like a is that a good financial goal is to uh make enough money that the irs audits you is that i think it's a it's a government tries to take it even more of it from you life goal really (laughs) i don't even think the amount of money matters as much i mean it could be as little as six hundred dollars and yeah. But uh, I think it's more of a life goal, you know, where they get they want to take another closer look. Yeah. So uh, two days ago, Michael hits the uh, oh, and the other thing that Michael Burry is famous for doing is tweeting a bunch and then deleting all of his tweets and sometimes deleting his entire account. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a. Uh, an actual autist, like an actual he, person who was on the spectrum. But, he was uh, doing fleets before brilliant. there were fleets. But. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's a funny way to put it. So October 11th, he said, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> that was that it. That's all, he, that's all he said. <laughs> and then uh, October 12th, he starts the day off. Malnuparavir Merck's brand new anti-COVID therapeutic drug was part of Trump's reckless push for a miracle cure, Senator Warren said in May of 2020. How many died because of the left's need for COVID to kill Americans to help them win the 2020 election? <laughs> Next one is a, a, a comment on the, the article from the Statesman. Fact check. Did Trump tell people to drink bleach to, to kill the coronavirus? And, of course, he says Trump never said to drink bleach. Anyone who drank bleach failed Darwinism 101. Anyone still believes that Trump said that fails at being a good American 101. (laughs) October 12th, he just keeps going. He was on a tweet storm yesterday. Ivermectin is a drug that works well in humans and other mammals. Ignorance resigns, excuse me, ignorance reigns supreme in the media and on social media regarding this drug used in humans since the 1970s. Wide experience, safe, period. And, of course, he cites a uh, paper from the An actual study, yeah, yeah. One of, <laughs> one of what, whatever, 75 papers. Yeah. yeah, on ivermectin. 
And uh, this one is from uh, the U.S. Laboratory, excuse me, U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institutes of Health. Ivermectin. Notice from 2011. Uh, yeah. Interesting how suddenly it became bad after. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Ivermectin, wonder drug from Japan, the human use perspective. And it goes on to talk about all the great ways Which, that Ivermectin works. And, you know, it's not like they put together something new. They just found a natural substance that worked well and then found a way to produce it. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like actually prepared and put on on Earth by God way long time ago. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and this is a comment on the Politifact fact check article. Uh, <laughs> did Trump say to drink bleach? Trump never. Or did Trump say to inject bleach? Trump never said to inject bleach. If you did, again, you failed Darwinism. If you still believe it, you did not read his comments, or you cannot read comments, or you cannot hear <laughs> comments, or you just blindly follow other people on the internet. Hashtag Trump derangement syndrome. He follows it up with Let's Go Brandon is funny and on point, but misinformation and persecution targeting the conservatives now permeate society from K through college and into the workforce. Media, big tech, intelligence agencies, DOJ, and IRS are all complicit. This is dead serious, no laughing matter. This guy's really just crazy, isn't he? Can you believe all this <laughs> crazy stuff he's saying? What a weirdo. July 1932, the October 1929 crash finally bottomed, down 90%. New York Times article at the time noted, optimism and pessimism are both absence, absent. Broker's board played a game with imaginary clients, as in suppose... Suppose, suppose I sold my securities at the top. What could I buy now? <laughs> Follow that up by Trump did suggest internal UV light was an interesting therapeutic approach and pilloried for it. Uh, turns out it was a valid approach that holds promise. Social media still jokes about it. This is how toxic the left is to COVID progress. And this is from, uh, he's commenting on an article from Cedar sinai UVA light reduced virus loads in COVID-19 patients. Almost like we've been saying since the beginning of the pandemic, don't lock yourself up, go out in the sun. Yeah. And he comes back with, Trump never said the racists, white supremacists, or neo-Nazis were fine people. He was referring to some people in Charlottesville to protest the removal of historical statues, along with some on the left. He also condemned racism in no uncertain terms. And this is a reference to the PolitiFact fact check articles. Yeah. He follows that up with enough yet. There are only two genders there. Please unfollow me. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the, the next day, which was, uh, of course, Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day. Those with bigger tech conquer brutally all through history. How did the Aztec Empire get so big? How about the Romans? African wars to this day. It's ridiculous to bash American or apologize for our founding. You think the Chinese will cut themselves 200 years after they conquer us? <laughs> oh, man. oh, the top 1% have 20.9% of the income, 40.1% of the taxes. Bottom 90% pay just 28.6% of taxes. Top 1% tax rate is seven times higher than paid by the bottom 50%. Biden tells... Rich to pay like everyone else does. So a tax cut for the rich or class welfare built on lies. <laughs> Warfare built on, yeah. 
class, class warfare built on lies. My apologies. And then his pin tweet was from today. Uh, crypto meme bots and pumpers reply to big accounts and huge numbers for promotion. Delete the tweet and it knocks it back. Going private allows tools to discourage them, but it's breathtaking. This religion of real and fake people. The speculation on crypto probably tops anything in history. The Bitcoin PSYOP. The Bitcoin PSYOP. So there we go. Those are uh, the tweets from Michael Burry that he went on a tweet storm. I thought those were all relevant and uh, needed to be at least touched on. Yeah. Um, anything I else? Much, we, I ahead. pretty much covered all the stuff I really wanted to get to. Um, there was some good posts that will be in the show notes. but Perfect. Yeah. Well, we'll put all those notes in the show notes, uh, all those uh, links to those stories and all the stories that we covered, of course. And uh, without further ado, I think, Andrew Hoffman, you owe us some words of wisdom this week. Oh, man. You know what? I... I've I've already said them all. This is you know if you haven't got words of wisdom by this point in the show, why are you still listening? Yeah. <laughs> My words of wisdom would be mm, a glass of tap water from a public place. Zero dollars. A bottle of water in an airport is five dollars. Same water, just two different places. If you're not valued where you are, move. Oh, there you go. <laughs> cryptic, cryptic messaging from Tim. I didn't know where you were going there, but. That was a shaggy dog story with very little payoff. So, yeah, dropping bread crumbs from Tim Kilkenny. <laughs> well, all right. Without further ado, up, we I we should be able to do a show next week. I'm we've got uh, moving stuff around issues here at the Hoffman house. So there's, there's the potential for upheaval, but, uh, we'll try to find a way to, to get a show in next week. Okay. If we don't, I'll find the, I'll find a fill in host. Yeah. Put one on speed dial. I, I'm, you know, every week that you don't replace me, I'm always a little surprised. So this is <laughs> for, for 10 years, I've been waiting for the, the real co-host, uh, to show up. Uh, <laughs> This guy, come on, man. Of course not. I'm not going to replace you. But who else would scare the crap out of us about all the vaccines, man? Oh, like, there's, who, there's lots of people. There's <laughs> lots of people to do that. <laughs> we haven't even covered like the stuff that seems to be growing in the vaccines. Yeah, so move, move, movement in the vaccines. I've seen those. Yeah, that's posts. always always what you want to see is stuff like forming in your bloodstream. Yeah, that's all right. Well, without further ado, let's wrap it up, and uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon. 
Thank you, everybody. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-